have as a parent, and then even more so as a grandparent, is you get to watch kids open gifts. Isn't that cool? Who enjoys that? I'd actually rather watch them open a gift than get a gift myself. You know, everybody has, uh, I don't know what the, what the tradition is in your household, but we sort of streamline things a bit. You know how you have, um, um, oh, what's, what's the Santa called where you don't know? Secret Santa. Yeah, you have Secret Santa where you get a name and you give a gift to that. But, well, we, we transform that. We have Selfish Santa. Just go and buy yourself a gift. <laughs> and Because... That's my opinion of Santa right there. Um, but uh, so, so I don't need anything else much in my life. I don't know about you, but I love watching the kids open presents, don't you? So I'm going to, if you have a Bible, please open it to Philippians chapter 2. And this is an unusual Christmas verse, but I, I want to talk this morning about the gifts that God keeps giving. You see, when you come to Christ, it's not just a, a one-off gift. It's not just Christmas Day and that's it. You know, you give a child a gift on Christmas and that's sort of the end of it. By Boxing Day, they're, they're you know, busy playing with the wrapping. But the, when you're a Christian, when you know Jesus, the gifts just keep on coming. It's brilliant. So let me read this passage for you. Philippians 2, verses 5 to 8. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though in the very form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the nature of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. <coughs> what a remarkable passage. Let's pray together. Lord, I pray as we share this short message this morning, Lord, that you'll speak to our hearts, that we'll take our eyes off the food and the gifts and the family stuff and we'll put our eyes right on you. The reason for the season, the reason that we are celebrating Christmas at all. And we thank you, Lord, that the gifts just keep on giving, just keep on coming from you, Lord God. We honor your name this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, welcome to Christmas Day 2022. Who's opened a gift or two already? A few of you, yes. Some of you. Who got conned into it by the kids? I know you did, Francois. <laughs> They, they, they usurped his authority. So we've got to open the gifts tonight, you know, on Christmas Eve. Who's, who's going to go back to open a few gifts? Yeah. <coughs> so I hope you have a lavish lunch lined up today after church. It's a day to celebrate and worship the Lord and thank him for the gifts that he freely gives us. But the thing I love about God, I love many things about God, but the thing I love about God is he's not a cheapskate. He's not a cheapskate. He lavishes it. You know, I mentioned a few weeks ago this beautiful verse, Philippians 3, verse 20. I love that verse. Let me read it to you. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than we can ask or think, according to the power at work within us. Now, far more abundantly just doesn't cut it with what God has for us. What it actually means, abundantly in the Greek is the word hyper which means superabundance. It means lavishment. <coughs> over-the-top extravagance and the prefix hyper is translated far more or exceedingly that doesn't cover it it's like it's like mega so not only do we have super abundance we have mega super abundance in fact in my translation which i'm yet to publish the entire phrase is this now to him who is able to do super duper hyper mega over-the-top extravagant beyond comprehension mind-blowing stuff 
You see, get, get, a, get an idea of how lavish God is. He's not just oh, exceedingly abundantly. He's like way over the top. And he loves to give generous gifts, gifts to us, not just to the max, but way beyond the max, beyond what we can even ask or think. So what does it mean? You know, we give gifts to those we love at Christmas time. We talk about God's great gift at Christmas of his one and only son. But I want you to realize this morning, as we celebrate Christmas, that it didn't start and finish with his son. There is so much more that God gives us. He is over the top and extravagant. It didn't start and stop with a baby in a manger. He gives us so much more. So today, I want to look at just some of the gifts that you get as a result of God's great extravagance. The first one, of course, is the gift of his son. John 3.16, most famous verse in the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. At Christmas, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Why a baby? Why did God send a baby? Why not send a legion of angels? It would have been more spectacular. You know, like we're very spectacular these days. I reckon if Jesus was truly Pentecostal, he probably would have done something more extravagant because we love that stuff but not him he knew the only way our sin could be forgiven is for a man to pay the price God became man because that's how he got the business done he wasn't about the spectacular he was about getting the job done and it started with a humble baby as it said there in that passage from Philippians Jesus was in the very form of God he did not count equality with God something to be grasped but he made himself emptied himself poured himself out made himself nothing taking the nature of a servant being made in the likeness of men. James 1 says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Jesus was the perfect gift. Sinless God became sinless man to save us. You can't get any more perfect than that. That is the best gift of all, that he would send his one and only son for us. The second gift I want to mention is the gift of his sacrifice. You see, the gifts just keep on coming. Jesus didn't remain a child. He grew into a man and he showed us what God is really like. If you don't know what God is like, look at Jesus because Jesus is God. Uh, it goes on to say being found in, uh, in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Now the fact is we cannot save ourselves. No amount of good works, good intentions, religious observance, penitence or anything else you can think of might cleanse us from sin. You might say, well, I'm a nice person. People say to me, look, I'm pretty sure I'm going to heaven because I'm a nice person. But that's not what the Bible says. You can be a nice person and not know Jesus. When you die, you'll be the nicest person in hell because that's not how you get to heaven. You don't get to heaven by accumulating more nice than not nice. You know, have you been naughty or nice? That's not Jesus. That's the other guy right it occurred to me the other day like santa is the, the exact opposite of jesus because he's going to add up if you've been naughty or nice and give you a reward or not jesus lavishes it and says you can never make it yourself but i will freely give you the opportunity romans 6 23 for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord see the free gift of god is dying in our place not the baby we celebrate today but the broken beaten uh, a man hanging on a cross that we celebrate at Easter. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, By grace you've been saved through faith. It is not your own doing. You can't earn it. You can't be so good that you get to heaven. It is the gift of God, not, the, not a result of work so that no one can boast. 
Because if you've ever sinned in your entire life, ever, then you can't make it to heaven without Jesus. If you've ever said anything, done anything wrong, said anything, had a bad thought, put your hand up if you're entirely sin-free. I'm putting mine down because none of us are. But all of us have the opportunity to come to Christ through Jesus. You can't earn your salvation. You can't buy it. You can't even be religious enough to get it. God's forgiveness is the restoration of a relationship with God and it's simply a free gift. You just have to accept it. But that's just another of the gifts. The gifts just keep on coming. The third one I want to talk about is the gift of forgiveness of sin. See, every human on earth struggles with sin. We all suffer guilt and shame, as I said before, and we all bear the consequences of our sin or the, the sins of others. That first gift of a humble baby who grew into a man and who in obedience laid his life down for us as a gift to us can set us free from sin. Romans 5, 8. God shows his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Some people say to me, I don't think I can be a Christian. I'm not good enough. Good. You're exactly where God needs you to be. Because none. if you think you're good enough, you can't, you can't accept him. You've got to realize none of us is good enough. But while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And I, I talked to some people, they said, well, I've done some pretty bad things. I'm not really sure I can... Like, you know, God will forgive me of those. But the Bible says in Psalm 103, as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. See, whatever you've done, whatever you've said, I'm telling you this morning, the free gift is here for you. Whatever sin you've committed, however heinous or bad you think it might be, God died for you. The Son of God came to earth and laid his life down for you so that you might have the free gift of forgiveness of sins. And you can know complete forgiveness of your sin because Jesus has paid the price for us and he set us free. What a gift. What a gift to be free from the guilt and shame of sin. I was talking to someone the other day. They said, I just feel so shameful about this sin that I've committed in the past. And it keeps coming up in my mind. How many of you relate to this? And, and, and this sin keeps being thrown up in front of you. And I love that little saying. It says, if the devil keeps reminding you of your past Try reminding him of his future. Because I've read the book, we win. Jesus wins and we're on the winning side. But the gifts just keep on coming. The fourth gift, of course, is eternal life. So not only is your sin forgiven, but your eternal separation from God is overturned. When Jesus died on the cross, he redeemed, which, he redeemed, which means he bought you back. You were due to go to hell, but he bought you back. He paid the price and bought you back. God's gift of Jesus died on the cross and paid the price for you. And that gives you eternal life. Romans 5.21 So that as sin reigned in death, grace might also reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Eternal life. We can live forever. Here's a newsflash. Every human being that is and was and is to come Every human being is going to live forever. You know, someone said to me, I'm going to live forever so far, so good. Well, I, I'm telling you, they're right. They're going to live forever. But many will live eternally separated from God in eternal death. But those of us who know Jesus will have eternal life. Jesus, standing outside the tomb of Lazarus, said this, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. <coughs> And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. 
You see, Jesus Christ didn't come to earth on a mission to make bad men good. He came to make dead men live. And that's our lot, eternal life. God's gift of his son. What Jesus did on the cross gives us another gift, the gift of spending eternity with God in heaven. Now, you might be sitting here today saying, my, you know, my loved one dragged me to church. I just hope to get this out of the way so I can go and get a decent feed for a change, you know. Um, you might say, I don't believe in heaven. And uh, quite frankly, I don't care what you believe. Heaven is not going to be cancelled by whether you believe it or not. Heaven is real. It's there. And as Josh would often say to me, you know, two seconds after you die, you'll believe in heaven and hell and judgment. But it'll be too late. So this free gift is here right now. Where will you, where will you spend eternity? Will you spend eternity with those who love God? Will you spend eternity in the presence of God? Or are you going to spend eternity in hell? What's hell like? People say, oh, hell will be all right. My mates will be down there. We'll bring a pack of cards, have a few stubbies. No, you won't. You want to know what hell looks like? Look at the cross. Hell is agony. Hell is loneliness. Hell is, 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 is it's eternal loneliness. And all you'll be able to think of is all the opportunities you had to receive Jesus and you turn them down. So the gifts just keep on coming. Don't knock this gift back. It's a package deal. If you accept Jesus, you get eternal life, forgiveness of sins. It's incredible. The next gift I want to mention, because the gifts just keep on coming, is the gift of His Spirit, His Holy Spirit. See, not only are we promised eternal life, but we don't have to wait till we die and suffer through every miserable day of this life. See, for Christians, heaven is not pie in the sky when you die by and by. Heaven is now. Because <clears throat> eternal life starts now because God puts His Spirit into our hearts, into our life. Right now, you can have heaven starting today. The deposit is called the Holy Spirit. It's like a slice of heaven in your heart. John 7 says this, Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water, this is what he said about the Spirit to those who would believe in him. Peter said this in Acts 2. <coughs> this Jesus God raised up, that all of us are witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this that you, may, that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. And later on Jesus said, verse 38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sin, and you will receive the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gifts just keep on coming. The Holy Spirit is, is our, it's like a connection to God, but He lives within us. Don't miss that one. And the gifts just keep on coming, because when you have the Holy Spirit within you, you start to be able to live a life that is a life of victory and not a life of defeat. You don't have to be controlled by sin or by addictions or by what others think of you. You can be free to live the life God's called you to lead. One of true freedom. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3 says this, Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You can live a rich, full, wonderful life when the gift of the Holy Spirit is living within you. And when the Holy Spirit lives in you, you also get the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He comes as a package as well. All of the gifts of the Holy Spirit are yours. You can, you can actually 
have these incredible gifts operating in your life, but not for you. They're to bless other people. We forget that sometimes. We say, oh, I want that gift. I don't want that one. I do want that one. You know, but the gifts of the Holy Spirit are given so that you can minister and love other people. That's what they're about. It's not about you. It's about what you can, <coughs> what you can give. Listen to what 1 Corinthians 12 says. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good, for everybody's good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and another interpretation of tongues, all given by the same Spirit. But they are given so that you can operate and, and live a powerful life wherever you are. Don't you want to make a difference wherever you are? How would you like to get to the end of your life and look back and say, this world is no different because I passed through it? I want to make a difference, don't you? It's the gift of the Holy Spirit operating within us. And that great gift, connection with heaven, is by the Holy Spirit who lives within us. But the gifts just keep on coming. The gift of connection or sonship. See, when you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit within you. You also receive the gift of connection. You were cut off from God by your sin, but now you can be reconnected to Him. Re-establish the relationship <coughs> with Him. You can pray and confidently expect God to hear and answer your prayer. But you also get connected to other people in the church. Listen to Ephesians 2. You are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household. You're not strangers, you're not aliens, you're not alone, you're not left out. You've got the chance to connect with the people of God through the Spirit of God. What a gift. Many of you know, uh, experience that here in our church because Ignite is about, it's about community. We love one another and we hang out together and we want to encourage one another. That's what it's about. What a great gift that, you, that when you receive Jesus Christ, you, you don't become just a, a Christian or, or, or become a, you know, a part of a particular religion or a particular denomination, you become part of the family of God. Isn't that incredible? And I know everybody's not perfect. Every family has like a weird uncle or a, you know, a strange cousin or something like that. But, but you, you know, their family. How many of you are going to spend Christmas at some point over the Christmas holidays with family that you, you, know, you don't particularly like? Let's be honest. I'm not talking about your husband or wife, all right? I'm talking about a little further afield. But you can't restrict who's coming into your family. They're family. And you love them just the same. Am I right? You should love them just the same. And that's what is part of being God's family. You can love them just the same. It's really cool because I've been uh, ministering all around the world that at Christmas time, I get Christmas greetings from all over the world. Places like Africa and, and Germany, the Philippines, America. And you realize we're just part of one big family. And it's great to be connected. But, but hey, the gifts just keep on coming. There's more. God lavishes exceedingly abundantly upon his children. I, I can't even go through some of these. But you get his care, his provision, his guidance, his compassion, his miracles, uh, his healings, hope in a world without hope. All of these are God's gifts to us. So this Christmas, as you receive or, or give a gift, stop and remember the greatest gift of all. We remember Christmas a little baby in a manger, but I'm telling you, that's the gifts just keep on coming. He grew to be a man. 
He laid his life down for you. You get forgiveness of sins. You get the gift of the Holy Spirit. You get the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You also get to be part of God's family and community. And he will lead you. And God. I mean, the gifts just keep on coming. God is a lavish God. He's not just scrimping stuff out to try and get by. He is lavishing it. And all of these gifts hang on one decision. Whether you receive Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior. The one decision. Some of you here, most of you here have done this. Some of you may not have. But I can't finish up this, this short message without telling you that he gave his son as a sacrifice. He gives his spirit to connect you. He gives eternal life, heaven, all of these things. But you have to respond. The great truth is that the God, the creator of the universe, the one who spoke and the world sprang into being, the one within the whole universe hangs together. This same God laid his life down because he loves you. The whole of the universe he created, but he looks at you and he says, I love you. And I gave the best of heaven for you. He loves you and the gifts just keep on giving. I want to get back to that original passage I looked at to finish up here. Philippians 2, because it talks about Jesus pouring himself out, humbly, coming as a babe, being crucified on a cross. But there's a second part to this passage. Listen to it. Let me start at verse 5 of Philippians 2. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. But it doesn't stop there. The gifts keep on coming. Listen to the very next passage. Therefore, God has exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven, on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's what Christmas is about. Why do they want to shut Christmas down? Because they're afraid of a little baby, just like Herod was. They're afraid of the power that this little baby now wields right across. They're afraid of what is coming. And they'll do everything. They don't attack Ramadan. They don't attack Deeper Valley. They attack Christmas and Easter. Why? Because they want to silence us. But my Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Every knee. That includes politicians. That includes people on Facebook. That includes everybody who has ever lived and will ever live. Every knee shall bow. And when he returns, it will be too late to accept his gift. Right now, he offers you these gifts that I've mentioned and many more, but it's a limited time offer. When you die, or if he returns, the offer is off the table and judgment is all that is left. So the wise decision is for you to say, yes, I want to accept your free gift right now. Why not say, yes, Lord, today, Christmas Day? You can look back and say, Christmas Day 2022, I gave my heart to Jesus. What a thrill. Doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. Doesn't matter what you've done. His free gift is available to you. For you to get a gift, it takes two things. One is, it has to be offered. He's already offered that. But the second thing is, you have to decide to take it. What are you going to decide today? 
The gifts just keep on coming. They're there for you. Would you bow your heads? Lord, this morning, Christmas Day 2022, we thank you for the gift of your Son. But Lord, even beyond that, we realize that your gift of eternal life, your gift of forgiveness of sin, your gift of the Holy Spirit, your gift of connection, all of these wonderful, lavish gifts that you have given, they're all available only if we receive them. So if you've never asked Jesus Christ into your life, then now is the time to do it. There won't be a better day than Christmas to receive the gift. Not just that little baby, but the whole package. Everything that that little baby came and grew into and achieved and, and when he laid his life down for us, it's here for you now. If you've never asked Jesus into your life, this is your moment. So I'm going to say a simple prayer. I'm going to ask you to pray it with me. It's that simple. But if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your life or if you've been wandering away from him, this is your moment to get it right. Just repeat after me. Say these words together. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. Please forgive me of my sin. I accept the gift that you are giving. I ask Jesus into my life as my Lord and Savior. And I thank you, Lord, that you are lavishly giving life to me. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or the first time in a long time, just raise your hand wherever you are. There may be no one here, but I can't, I've got to give you the opportunity. Maybe for some of you, it'll run around in your head for a while, but this is your moment. Just shoot your hand up quickly if that's you. Good. Now for the rest of us, let's pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of your son. For the, the, the father's gift of the son to us. And Lord Jesus, we pray that this Christmas, we will remember the reason for the season we will proclaim the gifts of God that never stop coming and Lord we thank you that you love us so lavishly let's stand together <clears throat>